Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. <sighs> stop We're yawning. Please stop yawning, because every time you do it, I have to. There's so much pressure. Because on the one I hand, can't help it. On the one hand, I'm like, don't yawn. We're about to record. But on the other hand, I'm like, I should yawn, so people don't think I'm a narcissist. Well, I've been yawning, not because I'm tired, but my, you ever get, okay, this is going to sound weird, but some days when I have like, uh, like burps and such, my heart gets a little flutter flutter when I got a little gas trapped. Um, and that also results in me wanting to yawn because I convince myself I can't breathe. So I got a lot of that in my body. You hear it right now. It's happening again. Stop it. But I'm done now. I hope <laughs> this is the this is I'm the not. episode of the of the yawns. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, that word we can't say that word anymore. It's done. All right. It's dead to me. All right, we're done. You're gonna have to edit. I just did a really big gulp, so you're gonna might have to edit that out. But it's alright. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave it in. I made a I made a TikTok today about it was just you know a fun fact about like bigfoot or whatever because sometimes i saw another podcast who has a tiktok and they posted you know like podcasts related you know just like little fun facts so i did one about bigfoot but mid video text makes this grunting noise in the background and then i realized it sounded like i had farted and just totally ignored it and so in the caption i was like please ignore my grunting dog because you know i had said everything i wanted to say in the time frame i was like i'm not redoing it even though because you can't see text in the background it's just a in the background <laughs> so uh, listen she may say that she didn't fart in that tiktok but don't believe her <laughs> this is taylor we're talking about and there is a 98 percent chance that she did in fact fart it was not a fart. It was text. He himself could have farted or he could have burped. So you're going to take that up with him. That sounds like something my dad does. He'll fart and blame it on the dog. And it'll be like a loud fart. And then he'll be like, Dusty. And I'm like, how did the eight pound toy poodle produce such a loud sound? Ronald, you explain that to me. Yeah, I've never heard my dog let out like a, like a, like a fart that's, you know, like loud. Usually it's one of those <laughs> type of one. <laughs> Uh, but the smell, it will. The smell will get you. The dog's farts are silent but deadly. I've been giving Tex some uh, chicken broth with his food, and his farts were smelling like I'm atrocious, but like kind of familiar. So the, this, like, when I realized what was going on, I sniffed the chicken broth. I'm telling you, it smelled just like fucking chicken broth. And we made him some crock pot food. So I made him some chicken in a crock pot and put chicken broth in it. Cause I was like, oh, you give it a little flavor. So we left it all day long. When we came back, like a couple hours later, Brandon walks in the house and he was like, what the hell is that smell? It smelled like somebody had been in the house farting for hours on end. And it was just the chicken broth in the crock pot. This is too much. The dog's food is too bougie. It really is. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, At least you're not being one of those people. I've seen them on TikTok where they give him, like, an entire chicken foot. Like, with the claws and all. Or they give him, like, a full pigeon. That's too much. Tex will get ch- Tex will get choked, and then we'd have to be giving him the honey lick maneuver to get it out. 
and you're not you have even, a chicken and, toe <laughs> and you're not even certified in hiney lick i absolutely am not uh, now if you're listening to this and you're curious as to what this is uh it's not about dogs or the hiney lick it is a podcast called this is gonna sound weird and each week we have a different theme where we talk about true crime paranormal and everything in between i'm sydney uh, yes and i'm taylor and this and week Tex is just right outside the door pro- probably <laughs> farting up a storm. probably farting <laughs> if we had more advanced technology you'd be able to smell it through the podcast but we're not quite there yet yeah you wouldn't want that that would be bad uh but yeah this week our theme is forest spooky forest haunted forest things that happen in the forest forestry forest gump yeah forestry (laughs) i'm gonna give you a like your first day of a forestry course in like undergrad like a 100 level course i'm just gonna tell you that be like a tree it makes up the whole world and I'm going to show you why right now with this slideshow of about 50 slides. This is a spruce. You can tell it's a spruce by the way it is. And this is a pine. You can tell because, well, it, it looks like a pine. I don't know shit about trees. You can tell it's a pine because we're in North Carolina, a.k.a. the land of the pine. Bruh, uh, pine trees are all over my house. We got pine needles for days pine straw and you know when the little the little straw needles fall on the ground they start building their own little trees like very quickly so you got to pluck them out so you ain't got a million trees trying to grow all over your yard well that's kind of cute though yeah it is but they're scary i'm scared during a storm they're all just gonna come falling in on our house while i'm sleeping and kill me Mm, well maybe just move Mm, wow do you not know how this housing market is these days you can you can rent out the house that you currently live in and rent an apartment yeah that's a, that sounds like a great idea hopefully the people in this house won't get killed in a tree uh, explosion that's why you have renters insurance people follow me for yeah. my financial advice okay okay uh so i go first this week correct yes Correct. Okay. Now, I'm doing two forests because my first forest, when I started researching it, it sounded promising. And then there wasn't much information. And I was like, what the heck? So then I had to do another one as well. But, you know, it's a two for one. It's a two for. It's a two for. Very similar to mine last week where it was a three for. Uh-huh. So here are my sources. Wikipedia.com, timesofindia.indiatimes.com, the haunted Dow Hill of Kursyong. Now, some of the, the words in this episode, I did look up a lot of them, like how to pronounce them, and I wrote in the spelling. But this word, I could not find a pronunciation of. Uh, so I'm going to read it as Kursyong. If that's wrong, I do sincerely apologize. Uh Anyways, is the stuff of real horrors are made of by Rasham Sengar, blog.museum.com, Six of the World's Most Haunted Forests, tourinromania.com, stories of the, dang it, I have the, I have how you say it down here, stories of the Hoyabashu Forest, and independent.co.uk, Hoyabashu, Inside the Creepiest Forest in Transylvania by Sophie Buchan. Now that's a lot of sources, but you know, I've had to do two forests, so. 
About 30 kilometers away from the city of Darjeeling in India sits the most haunted hill station in the country called Dow Hill of Kursyong. So a hill station, I didn't know what that was. So it is a term used for a town that's located at a higher elevation than a nearby... <laughs> Words are hard. Than a, the, than a nearby plain or valley. And it was mostly used in colonial Asia and it referred to towns founded by European immigrants um, because they would go there like during the summer months to get away, you know, from the heat. And because they were located like in high elevations, they liked going there. And so I'm not sure if that was, it sounds like it was uh, like for Europeans who had moved and actually lived in India. So like in the winter months, they would live down, you know, in the valley or whatever. And then in the summer, they would go to these nice little, you know, uh, retreats on top of the hill. Kind of like the Catskills. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Very, very bougie. Um, cause I guess they can afford that because, you know, they were running the new country they had colonized. Yeah, they get to make their own salary. So I guess like, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> uh, so Dow Hill is a small hill station and it has orchid gardens, a beautiful vista, and it's surrounded by a hilly forest and also has some tea plantations. So, you know, it sounds lovely. But it isn't quite so lovely because there are, you know, some spooky and paranormal things happening in the forest. Um, so when you go to Dow Hill, it's probably best if you avoid the area known as Death Road, which is in between Dow Hill Road and the forest office. Uh, local woodcutters have reported seeing a headless young boy walking in this area and then disappearing into the forest. Wow. Well, with a name, you know, like... Uh, with death, you know, included. I yeah. have no, I, I, this is just completely out of the blue. I didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought from that name not, that something bad would occur? I could tell you right now, not me. Um, people also report being followed and feeling like they're being watched by some unseen force. Um, and people have also reported seeing a red eye staring at them. Uh, within the forest, which is said just a singular red eye, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that could mean. Cyclops? Yeah, hell yeah. Like a, a ancient Greek cyclops just mm -hmm. hanging out in the forest of India. Like in the Odyssey. Yep. And there's also a ghost of a woman uh, dressed in gray, which I feel like is a common trope. You just see a lady in a, a gray or white outfit. And some people, when they enter the forest, they become so uh, uneasy and mentally unstable um, that a lot of visitors have actually completed suicide while in the forest, uh, which I feel like is a theme for a few forests. I thought about doing the forest in Japan, but I decided against it. It's too sad. Um, yeah, it is. I what? Do you ever watch that movie? Uh, about it, that forest is it called the forest mm, i can't remember i just know they're camping out there and shit gets wild uh is it got the girl from the hunger games in it maybe i just vaguely remember it i would have to look it but up. to answer your question no i have not seen it i have seen oh okay i have seen the hunger games though <laughs> <laughs> I have as well. Um, I actually know people from my high school that were uh, extras in the Hunger Games. So, yeah. 
I don't even know who the fuck I'm dealing with this evening. I know. Actually, Lydia, well, you know, my friend Lydia, her mother-in-law was in it. And she was in the Capitol scenes. If you were really, basically what happened was, this is a little side note, but when they filmed the uh, like District 12 part near my hometown. And so people went to like the auditions and I knew people who went. And if you like look too healthy, you couldn't be in the District 12 part. So the boys that I knew were in it, they were like real skinny. And so they were able to get in it. And they also filmed some capital sections. And so when Lydia's mother-in-law went up there, they were like, you look a little too healthy, but you're also pretty. So we're going to put you in the capital. And I'm like, that must have just been a boost to your ego. I would have been chosen for neither. They would have been like, girl, you are just fat and ugly. Bye. <laughs> you don't belong anywhere. Uh, uh, not skinny enough to be District 12, not pretty enough to be the capital, you know. They're going to be like, I don't no, know. No, You live in the woods. You just live in the middle of the woods. I'm a District 13 type of gal, personally. I just have to live underground so no one can see me. See this ugly face? No one ever wants to see you. God. This is a lot of spoilers for the Hunger Games uh, trilogy. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. It's been like 10 years. Yup. Okay. Also, in the forest around Dow Hill, we'll back, we're back to that. Uh, throughout history, there have been numerous unnatural deaths. Um, and it's thought that some of these hauntings from these deaths have pervaded out past the forest and into a school that's near the edge of the forest. And the school is the Victoria Boys School and was founded in 1879. And it is among one of the oldest schools in India. And so, apparently, the school's closed, you know, for different breaks, because it's like a boarding school. And so, when it's closed, the locals report to hear loud whispering and footsteps coming from the school. And that is all I found on that forest. Oh, okay, that was abrupt. (laughs) That's why I was like, there really just wasn't, like, anything else. And and scene, you know? I like it. Simple and the the point. Uh, See y'all next week. Well, and then I went on to, I don't want to, you know, just ruin everything I just said, but I went on TripAdvisor because I was like, oh, we'll have some good, you know, accounts. But everybody on TripAdvisor was like, this is bullshit. It's not haunted. I didn't see anything. (laughs) I was like, okay, damn. I would give it zero stars if I could. Everybody was like, it's so beautiful. Why would people blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, I mean, if you were there for one day, maybe you just didn't run into a ghost. I don't know. I mean, the locals say it's haunted. So I believe them over your little uh, vacationing ass. But that's neither here nor there. No. Now we're on to this, Forrest. There is more info to it. No worries. It is the hoi... Lord, I wrote it out and I still don't know how to say it. The Hoya Bashu Forest in Transylvania, Romania, which is already spooky, just, you know. If you don't know why it's spooky, then you need to go back and listen to our vampire episode where I talk about Vlad the Impaler, and you'll know exactly why it's a little spooky. Yup, yup. Or just go watch the movie Hotel Transylvania. Oh my gosh, so (laughs) scary. Or watch The Little Vampire. (laughs) Yeah, anything vampire-related will really help get you. Uh, So, this forest is just outside of Klusnapoka in Romania. 
and it spans about 729 acres of land, and it has been called the creepiest forest in the world, and is also known as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. It's believed that peasants from hundreds of years ago were killed in the forest, and the area is now haunted and riddled with paranormal activity because of it. There's actually evidence that suggests that people originally settled in this forest dating back to the Neolithic period, which was around 6500 BC, which would make it the oldest settlement in all of Romania, if that is true. So, basically, a lot of people over the years have died in this area, pretty much. Old as fuck. Haunted as hell. Yeah, really. (laughs) Haunted as hell. Okay, and so this forest interests me because I saw a picture of some of the trees in it, and I was like, I've seen them trees before. Uh, So the trees in this forest don't grow straight. They bend and they spiral, making them super creepy. I'll post a picture on the uh, Insta. Um, And it's also weird because all of the trees turn in a clockwise direction. And when I say that the trees bend, it's like... Y'all, y'all have probably seen the pictures. They kind of grow up just slightly. And then they grow, instead of, you know, up, they grow out. And then do a little curve up like this. So it's just like up and then like a 90 degree angle. And then it swoops up like this and grows straight up like that. I it's very am envisioning like from a, like a animated Disney film when they're going through like haunted creepy forest. Is that kind of what we're going with? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And scientists have examined the tree growth patterns, you know, to, you would think they'd be able to figure it out, but they cannot figure out why these trees are growing like this or why they're in this clockwise direction. Um, And there's also a spot in this forest and it's called the clearing and it is in the center of the forest and it's a mysterious circle in which nothing will grow there. So no like grass, no vegetation, no trees, no nothing. So, soil scientists have investigated the area as well, and because they're like, you know, what could be going on, and they can't figure out why nothing will grow there. And this specific area of the forest attracts all sorts of people, including Romanian witches, headstrong Americans. One uh, website said uh, Americans wielding swords. I don't really know what that means. LARPing. Um, It's just LARPing. Yeah. (laughs) LARPers. Uh, but also, apparently, people who, like, do yoga to, like, and do, like, I guess, cleansing rituals with yoga will try to go into this area and uh, rid the forest of the evil. Uh, but nothing's happened. Uh, I can tell and it's you, remained empty. I can tell you right now. If I was an evil forest, the last thing that would make me change my ways is a couple of Lululemon wearing ladies. It's just <laughs> not gonna... No. Because I can just imagine it. They're going to go, where is the, there's no Starbucks? Where can I get some avocado (laughs) toast? And I'm going to be like, I'm a forest. (laughs) Boo. I am a, I'm a million year old fucking forest. If I want to stay haunted and evil, I will. Damn it. I will. Um, But some people think that this circle in the forest is actually a portal into another world. Um, and apparently some people that have passed through it have actually disappeared. So, I don't know where they're going. Um, you know, it's interesting. But the forest is apparently named after a shepherd who actually went missing in the forest. And not only did he go missing, him and his entire flock of 200 sheep went missing. 
So, like, that's a lot of stuff to go missing. Uh, but in 1968, the forest uh, started to gain even more attention on the international scale because a military technician named Emil Barnea, or Barnea, took a photo in the forest of what he believed was a UFO. Uh, and it was hovering over the place um, where nothing grows. It was hovering over the clearing. So luckily, you know, when he saw this, he had his camera with him and he was able to get a few pictures of the UFO before it flew away. And what he basically saw was, you know, what normal, what most people describe as a UFO, just a little shiny silver disc hovering in the sky. But his pictures were actually published in local papers. And a lot of people were like, nah, they were skeptical, you know, you never believe a UFO story. It always sounds, you know, fake. Uh, and some people thought, you know, the object in the picture was a weather balloon or a blimp, but no one could really explain the pictures, even though they were skeptical. And so they decided to, um, examine the negatives of the photos to see, you know, if they could tell if the guy had altered them or tampered with them, but they couldn't find any evidence of tampering. So everything seemed to check out. And this UFO sighting was a little different than, like, other UFO sightings. Because, you know, some people said they see a UFO because they're trying to get famous or whatever. Um, but he really had nothing to gain from reporting this UFO sighting. Um, he had a lot to lose, actually. Because at this time, I meant to look that this up. This time, Romania was a communist government. I don't know if they still are. Uh but at this time, they were communist government, and the government considered, you know, the belief in paranormal or anything as just madness, and they also thought it was an attempt to sabotage the state. You know, I guess they, you know, if you say you got UFOs, a lot of people chalk that up to, you know, governments hiding UFOs or whatever. So, by saying that he saw a UFO, he was basically putting a target on his bag by the government and nobody ever wants the government on their back you know i do know i do know uh and then you know after he reported the ufo and it got out he actually lost his job so that sucks so yeah he wasn't really going for the fame or nothing like that he just really was like i've seen a ufo in this forest and they were like all right you're losing your job damn it didn't want to didn't want to work for y'all anyways yeah and he was like in the military though he said he was a military technician so i'm like yeah you're a little too close to the government for you to think that you're gonna gonna get to stay on and keep your benefits uh but after this the forest became of more interest to visitors and visitors started coming from all over and reporting you know things that would happen so today when people visit the forest they often uh report strange feelings of nausea anxiety the feeling of being watched, and their electronic devices will often fail. And, quote, ectoplasms are often seen, which I'm like, I know I've heard of ghost ectoplasm, but what is just an ectoplasm? <laughs> I don't know, but you know who I'm going to call? The Ghostbusters. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, they, can, they might get help us out on this one. Where's Bill Murray? Yeah, we need to know what the noun of an... We need to know what the noun ectoplasm means and not as a descriptor. I couldn't say. Maybe it's just a bunch of goo everywhere. But sometimes in the forest, people hear voices. They'll hear giggles and also screams of young women. Which, you know, very different. Very different. 
People have also heard deer and horses, even when there's none around. They see orbs floating near the trees. And people have also seen glowing green eyes staring at them. But I was like, this that could be animals. But who knows? Because, you know, if you see an animal from a distance, sometimes their eyes look green at night. Back when I uh, lived in old, you know, back in my hometown in the mountains, uh, when I would come home at night from, like, dance or something, I'd pull up in the car and we had like a field behind my house I'd pull up and I would always see like random animal eyes staring at me and I'm like good god this could be a wolf this could be a coyote uh I was always hoping it wasn't gonna be anything so I'd get out of my car and just book it to the house and hoping I wasn't gonna get killed that's why I live in the city hey one time I went outside now this is funny one time I went outside one morning we had horses that lived near the house I go outside uh there's a I'm scared of horses by the way there is a huge fucking horse in my backyard, not 100 feet from my car. So I run and get in my car. I'm so freaked out. I, so I just pull out of the driveway because I'm like, I ain't got time to deal with this. Call my mom and I'm like, there's a horse in the backyard, like straight up a horse. And this was like less than two minutes later. She goes and looks out the window. The horse is gone. She's like, there's no horse here. I'm like, yeah, there is. The horse ran away or disappeared that quick. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's seeing horses. Was, I did. It was scary. I hate horses. I'm scared of horses. Sorry, horses. <laughs> horses. Um, horses, if you're listening, we're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, but one of the most famous legends of this forest is when a young girl entered the forest and she was lost for years. But about five years after she disappeared, she reemerged, but she had not aged at all. And she did not remember where she had been. So, that's creepy. You know, that's, like, kind of Bermuda Triangle-y, but she didn't disappear forever. So, like, where did she go? And then a tour guide, uh, like, a guy who goes tours in the forest named Alex, uh, and in one article, he described one of his creepiest experiences in the forest. Um, and he said one time he was giving a tour, and there was a man with him uh, who was, like, who was on the tour, and he said the man went crazy and thought he had met a demon in the forest, which was odd because I guess before the tour, the man had actually told the tour guide that he had gotten a huge tattoo of a demon on his chest because he thought if he got that tattoo, he could ward off the demons. So it didn't quite work. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know where he got his information from, but it don't seem accurate. But it, yeah. But that kind of goes to this last little point that Alex said. He said, quote, which was the tour guide, uh, the forest is only haunted if you bring your own ghosts. So, like, that makes me think, you know, if you've already got, like, some things going on that, like, when you go into the forest, it just kind of makes you go, well, it makes you get a little unstable, mm-hmm. which I've heard is also kind of that Jap- the forest in Japan. I've heard people say that, like, if they're kind of going through a rough time and they go in the forest, it's almost like it can pick up on it and make you, like, I don't know, get a little confuzzled. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like whenever you see, like, scary movies, like The Conjuring, and someone gets possessed. It's always the person that, like, is struggling. It's never the person that, like, has their shit together and, you know, is really yeah. strong-willed. It's the people that have, like... Like, weakened emotions because they're, like, you know, they've just lost somebody or, you know, they're going through something. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, if you would ever like to visit this forest, it's not too hard to get to because it's fairly close to a big city. It's just a 20-minute drive from the center of Cluj-Napoca. It's easy to get a taxi. You can just get a taxi right out there. And you can, you know, ask for Alex. I don't know if he still works there. Uh, And you can go on a guided tour of the forest and hear all the spooky tales from the locals. Uh, And that is my two forests that I'm not going to restate the name of because... I would have to locate the pronunciation again. <laughs> That's fair. I'll allow it. I'll try my best. Well, I think you did pretty good. I mean, the first story Thanks. did end very abruptly, but you know what? You did give us some warning. You gave us some warning, so I'll give it to yeah, you. I did. I did. Well, I just have one. Well, so I'm just speaking about one forest, but I guess there's technically a couple different stories that I will be telling you regarding this forest. So, unlike Taylor's Forest, mine, a little bit easier to pronounce, I will be talking about the Black Forest in Germany. Uh-huh. So, my sources are Discovery.com, Stemmet.com, Legends, Myths, and Lores, The Black Forest Genealogy, BlackForestTours.com, Atlas Obscuria, and Icy Sedgwick. So, the Black Forest is a mountain range located in southwest Germany that borders Switzerland. The forest is covered in dense trees that block out the sunlight, hence Black Forest. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's fucking dense. I feel like it's very easy to get lost in there. You know how everyone keeps saying that there are cannibals in, like, the national parks, but really it's just, like, uh-huh. people get out there and they don't know how to get back? It's very similar to that. So, the birthplace of the cuckoo clock. The forest is considered one of the most haunted forests in the world with legends surrounding the forest for thousands of years. I just could not, you know, overlook the fact that it was the birthplace of the cuckoo clock. You know, something that Uh, is so entertaining. (laughs) How could it bring us so much pain? Uh, When my dad and my stepmom went to Germany, I think... I guess it wasn't last year because that was the corona. The year before, my stepmom, like the months before she went, she was like, I want to go to the Black Forest. I'm getting a cuckoo clock from somebody who makes them in the Black Forest. So they went to the Black Forest, bought a cuckoo clock, and got it shipped back to America. (laughs) And they have it in their living room. I cannot imagine how much that must have cost for them to get it shipped. I have no idea. And it's a big one, and it's got, like, you have to wind it yourself, so it's got the heavy, like, pine cones, and it's got, it's got all the bells and whistles, so, who knows. All right. Go off. She knew what she wanted. She said, fuck it. I know exactly what I want. (laughs) Really, though? So, it is said that water nymphs inhabit the forest. The... Monmel Sea is a glacier lake created during the last ice age over 10,000 years ago. The lake gets its name from fairies and sprites. The king of Monsel lives at the bottom of the lake with several nymphs that he has drugged to the his, sorry to the watery depths. So basically, like all the nymphs are people that he has just like taken, dragged them down, and I guess turned them into nymphs. Is my understanding. Oh, which. No, you thank know, you. I probably should have prefaced this. Even though I had a lot of sources, similar to Taylor's, like, you would be like, there are nymphs. And then I'd have to go to, like, ten different sources to figure yeah. out some shit about these nymphs. It's just like... Yeah, it'll just say something with no, like, backup. And I'm like, can I get a little more, please? Yeah, it just states a fact and moves on. 
So the nymphs of the lake come out at night to bathe, and during the day you can spot the nymphs in the form of lily pads. If the watery spites are angry, the water level seethes. Lorelei of the Rhine is a beautiful nymph who sits on top of a rock in the ocean and sings to sailors passing by. You know, like, you know, the stereotypical nymph thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's said that Lorelei was portrayed by her beloved, you know, her betrothed, and planned on becoming a nun. She was like, I'm done with men. I'm going to go become a nun. So she visited the Laurel Rock before joining the convent. But she fell into the water and died. In the afterlife, she spends her days bewitching sailors to their death. And I wrote, you know, because men ain't shit. So she was like, you know, fuck all men. I'm going <laughs> to kill them all. So the town of Whitlich in Moorbach has several stories surrounding werewolves, vampires, and shapeshifters. One legend goes that the soldier running away from the Russian army stopped in Wichlich. The soldier ended up murdering a local farmer for food, and his widow cursed the soldier to turn into a werewolf after every full moon. So the Uh wolf terrorizes the town, and eventually the townspeople band together to kill the beast. Which I'm like, I understand, like, you know, your husband's dead. You're going to turn this man to a werewolf. He's going to be under a lot of pain and, you know, suffering every time there's a full moon. But also, like, everybody in the town's getting eat up. So. Yeah, I know. The best laid plans, but. I don't know. So, uh, the townspeople, after they killed the werewolf, they buried his body and placed a candle over the grave to remind passerbyers of the beast evil. Well, it is said that in 1988 the candle went out and the wolf was loose again now members of the air base at Moorbach have claimed to have seen a large wolf roaming the forest however no one has been able to capture proof that the wolf is still out there and no beast has been produced like they haven't gone out and done a big hunt so i guess you know he hasn't eat up the town's folks recently (laughs) then a headless horseman is seating, seen riding through the Black Forest. Which, you know, the headless horseman in Germany is very different than the horseman that we are familiar with in the United States. So you might remember, you know, like the cute little legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like there's like a cartoon movie. There's a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a thing. Well, in the Washington Irvine version of Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is what most of us in the United States are familiar with. The Headless Horseman is the beheaded soldier of a American Revolutionary soldier. So, Mm -hmm. he was decapitated during the battle in 1776, and his ghost roams the town of Sleepy Hollow every Halloween in search of his missing head. Now, in the Black Forest version of the Headless Horseman... Uh, there's a couple different versions. The one that we heard is pretty much the one we're all familiar with, and it doesn't really stray much from that. Um, but oh. in the German version, one horseman, excuse me, one huntsman is lying on his deathbed, and he begs God to allow him to continue riding in the hunt until Judgment Day. Which, you know, an odd request. Uh, I, I know we're from the South, and we know a lot of country boys who just love hunting and fishing, 
but I don't know <laughs> many people that are like, please let me stay on Earth and hunt and fish till Judgment Day. Riding that horse for eternity or till Judgment Day, you're going to have a sore ass, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. You ever taken a cycling class? You butt be raw. Uh, yeah, you took me to one, remember? I went to one at school, and if y- well, y'all don't know this about me, but I've got the smallest little booty. And I have a tailbone. I think I have an abnormally long tailbone. So I was on this bicycle and I could not get the seat right. My little butt bone just kept hitting the darn seat. And it was terrible. I need some more cushion back there if I ever want to cycle again. Yeah, Taylor does have a, you know, it's she's got no butt. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. She's got zero butt. But Taylor also (laughs) has this condition where she always thinks that she is, like, abnormal in some regards. So rather than just be like, I have no butt, you know, riding on this bike hurts. She's going to be like, my tailbone is abnormally large. Brandon doesn't agree that it is. He just says, he's like, no, you just have no cheek. Like, and I'm it, like, no, I don't think that's it. <laughs> yeah. I hey, just, to be fair, to be fair, I, I, you know, my spine is a little curved, so maybe that explains it a little bit. I got an x-ray recently, and I got, I got a little bit of that scoliosis going on. You mean scoliosis? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Taylor always Scoliosis. thinks she got, she got something going on. She'll be like, yeah, my skin is just way more dry than the average person. I'm like, no, you just need to put on lotion every once in a while. I did start putting on some lotion and then I got a rash and so now I just got to sit in there not using it. Okay, well, there you have it. It's always an excuse. It's always an abnormality. <laughs> Science has been, they've yet to figure it out <laughs> they can't figure me out for years even though i'm very average <laughs> in every respect i'm also very different doctors for years have wondered what can be done <laughs> anyways so god he you know grants this super odd request and i don't know why it seems like an odd request but you know god seems like he's got a sense of humor so he maybe was like yeah it's gonna be fucking funny to have this man run around with no head forever <laughs> be running into stuff <laughs> so uh so the horseman rides through the land serving as a warning to others so the sound of the horseman is meant to warn those thinking about going on a hunt If someone hears the sound of the horseman and chooses not to go hunting, they would end up avoiding misfortune in the woods. But those who heard the sound and still chose to join the hunt would be involved in terrible hunting accidents. Oh, God. But, you know, in another version, uh, the horseman kidnaps women who are in the woods by themselves and whisk them away to his underwater lair. This sounds like uh, the Phantom of the Opera. You know what? It does. But how will he sing? How will we get a good musical number if he has no head? Yeah, that's true. He had to sing out of his neck hole. But I think it's funny. It's like quite very opposite one he's doing this great yeah, deed the other close the other one he's just looking for himself a lady friend yeah that's so yeah that's weird i choose to believe that he's trying to warn you mm-hmm. 
now, it is said in German folklore that those who escape beheading for their crimes in a life are doomed to wander headless for eternity. So, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps the, um, you know, the headless horseman is paying for his punishments in the afterlife. He didn't, he must have gotten away with a crime. Because, you know, they used to behead anybody for anything at all. Mm-hmm. Speeding ticket, beheading. For real, though. Um, I also saw this thing where it said that the Headless Horseman uh, is believed to punish those who commit capital crime. So, perhaps he committed a crime himself and now he's doomed to eternity to, you know, punish those who commit these crimes. I don't know. I'm just telling you what Google mm. told me. <laughs> <laughs> but the forest... While it's surround is surrounded with you know super crazy stories, it is considered one of the most haunted forests in the world. It's often listed under you know the top five most haunted shits. Um, so <laughs> that's what it says. Yeah, WatchMojo.com. Um, <laughs> but the forest is the setting of many Grimm's fairy tales, including Rumpelstiltskin, Hansel and Gretel, Peed Piper, Little Red Riding Hood, you know, all those. Which I can believe, because if you've mm-hmm. ever been to, like, Disneyland, Fantasyland looks very similar to towns in Germany. Just, like, the architecture. And, like, Snow White is mm-hmm. very clearly based in Germany. Oh, yeah. But the Grimm brothers were believed to be inspired by the creepy nature of the forest because, you know, it's real creepy, it's dark. Obviously, a witch got to live in there. You just can't look at it and tell me that that's not the case. And a lot of their stories were written, you know, around the time that the Black Plague was tearing through Germany. So... People are dying. Nobody has enough food to eat. So, obviously, a great inspiration for a man who has two children, can't afford to feed them, so they have to go through the woods and try to eat a house. (laughs) And then get cooked up by a nasty old witch with a wart on her face. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Which, uh, if you've ever watched the TV show, like, Once Upon a Time on ABC obvious like you can compare the fairy tale scenes to actual pictures of the black forest and it looks very very similar hmm never watched it i've thought about it but haven't it's one of those shows that i highly recommend the first like four seasons and then just cut it after that okay sounds good but that is just a brief history of the black forest also what inspired me to do this story was I went to Bush Gardens theme park in Williamsburg, Virginia, mm. and they have a ride called Verbolton, which is basically like you're driving through the Black Forest and there's shit coming at you, the trees are creepy, you know, the bats are gonna get you, whatever. And I'm not gonna lie, that ride is awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, but I found that very interesting when I was like, what the hell is the Black Forest? And I started researching it, and that's what it is. Dang, I want to go on that ride. Yeah, we... I really want to go to the Black Forest. Maybe they should put a roller coaster through the Black Forest. Just an idea. Yeah, they could do one of those, uh, like, mountain coasters like they got in Gatlinburg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm seeing it. 
I'm seeing it. Germany, if you're listening, we've got a big business idea for you. Well, my family didn't have any spooky tales for when they went to the Black Forest, but let's be honest, I feel like you would have the spooky tales if, you know, you went, like, walking really out in it and hiking. Uh, I think they just kind of went to the towns that, you know, were surrounding it. They just went and got a cuckoo clock and left. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I used to have an uncle who had a bunch of cuckoo clocks. I think he made some of them. He had, like, probably 20 cuckoo clocks in his living room. It was really something. Really something. Anytime I think of clocks, I think of there is a podcast series called S-Town. And that's what I always think about. Because he's, like, a clockmaker and it's, like, a mystery and shit. S-Town. Oh, my goodness. Every time I listen, I've listened to it twice. I always get depressed but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. We're, we're plugging S-Town on our own podcast. A much more successful podcast than this. Perhaps, it perhaps they series. could plug us. Plug us, S-Town. Yeah, perhaps they could come out with another episode years and years later. Give us a bit of closure. You know, give us the ending we yeah. really wanted. Yeah, for real. Uh, but thank you for your Black Forest story. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, there wasn't, a, like... It, every time I went to go look at stuff, it was just very factual. Like, the Black Forest has is a mountainous region. They have cuckoo clocks. And I was like, tell me about the ghost. Tell me about the vampires. That's what I can't... That's kind of what happened in mine, too. Because it would be like, this forest is said to be the haunted, most haunted forest in India. Or, like, the first one. I'm like, oh, great. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And then I get to it, and I'm like, what? And then, like, the whole part about the school they were like this school's super haunted and I was like great this will be cool like I thought there was gonna be some crazy story where you know some something crazy happened in the school and that's why it's haunted and they were like nah it's just kind of near the forest and like sometimes people hear footsteps and I was like god damn this is not what I was looking for but you know I gave you what I gave you I think the Romania the forest in Romania is interesting the trees are something they're something yeah, I'd like to see a picture of them. Maybe we'll post it on the gram. Yeah, we will. But what is our theme for next week? It is spooky campfire or bonfire stories. So, you know, stories you would tell around a campfire or Ooh. bonfire. We're getting into the summer yes. months. I know y'all are all, you know, perhaps you're camping. Perhaps you're not camping. I really couldn't say. I don't like to camp. I'm always afraid someone's going to murder me. But if you like to camp, it's your prerogative. But um, I do enjoy a good bonfire. I like drinking by the fire. I like roasting marshmallows. So if you got any spooky stories you like Mm -hmm. to tell around those, let us know. Mm Mm-hmm. Let us know. And follow us on Instagram at GunnaSoundWearPod. On Twitter at GunnaSoundWearPod. Maybe something like that. We don't post on Twitter. I'm not even going to lie. Twitter is just going to sound weird. Follow us on TikTok. That's where Taylor farted. I did not text for it. <laughs> you, you can smell the chicken broth through the screen. Uh, follow us all on Facebook. Now that I'm not at school anymore, I've found some memes to post in there again. Uh, still don't know if I've passed my uh, first year of law school. Haven't gotten my grades. It's been almost a month. Yay. So fun. I have not got a single one. I have not got a single one. We were like, one of my friends texted me. She was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we're halfway through our summer internships and turns out we actually failed our first year? I was like, yeah, that would really be something. I would (laughs) just pack up my stuff and just say, I'll see y'all later. Wow. Yes, that would really be something. Yeah, it would. 
what else I gotta say? Anything else? Uh, that's about so. it. That's about it. Um, listen to us every week. We post a new episode every Friday. Um, and most importantly, stay weird. Uh, yep. Goodbye. Goodbye.